Hello. Hello, I'm Georgia. And I'm John. And today we're going to talk about the mac and cheese of movies. Mmm. Comfort Films Podcast. Season 2. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Comfort Films Podcast. We are going to be talking about the wonderful film Predator today. And we are joined by two wonderful guests from the Film versus Film Podcast. We've got Martin and Boaz. We had the pleasure of actually being on their show back in September where we talked about The Shining. We had a great time. And they said, hey, let's do a show. And we said, great. And they said, Predator. And uh, here we are. (laughs) We said, what's your favorite comfort film? Predator. All right. Well, that's why we said that we talk about traditional favorites and uh, offbeat choices because I have some... uh, interestingly non-comforting comfort films myself and we thought that was a really fun option i mean one funny thing is before john and i would record for a while one of our little warm-ups was just to say you son of a bitch and do like (laughs) you know the hand yes i don't know the fake arm wrestling uh, (laughs) move you've been pushing too many pencils (laughs) yes (laughs) out of the gate dylan We also have a funny situation where one time we were selling our PlayStation to the game store or something. Oh my God, yes. And they wanted to test out the Blu-ray drive. So the the guy put in a Predator Blu-ray and just skipped to that scene to watch it. (laughs) And we thought that was like the coolest thing ever. We're like, we should be friends with you. Yeah, and I was like, I can't believe you put that on. He's like, well, it's the best yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the oil on the biceps looks amazing. Yes, it's right. I'll take it. They're just shining in the sun. <laughs> barely look at the screen. So, oh. so what made you guys say Predator as one of your favorite comfort um, films? Well, when you asked us, like, send us three films that are, you know, are, comf- are your favorite comfort films, it was quite hard because my first instinct was um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and then your Instagram popped up, and our next episode is Indiana Jones. And I was like, "Oh man, Oops. <laughs> I love that film so much." So good. And then uh, you know, going through your your episodes, you've done some amazing films, so it was quite hard to to pick. So our other two choices were Galaxy Quest and Pulp Fiction. Um, you know, that's one of your favorite films, Boaz, and Galaxy yeah. Quest is just an absolute laugh riot for me. I'm a big Star Trek fan. Um, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, but I think in terms of, you know, Predator, it's just a, a great action film. Um, for me, Arnold Schwarzenegger's best performance in a movie, for me. Um, certainly his action stuff, not necessarily his comedy stuff, but... Yeah, I, I, I do love this film a lot. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what about you, Boaz? What do you feel about the Predator that makes it comfortable? I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Arnie is always a safe bet. You know, any any Arnie film uh, sure. immediately makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. So We haven't really delved into, like, this kind of 80s hyper-masculine, I guess, action <laughs> film to my knowledge or memory well we we have a little bit you know because i mean i i'm sure like maybe with you guys too it's like these are things i watched with my dad i watched with my friends Mm. these were things we would just do over and over again conan the barbarian for me is the absolute top 
of, of the Schwarzenegger <laughs> heap. That's the one for me. Yeah. And I love all of them, though. So I, I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. I don't love Predator, but it's just, like, there's something about, about Conan where I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. just crazy. And he had that tongue-in-cheek humor in his movies from from the beginning. You know, like, mm-hmm. when we have Predator, like, the stick-around line, like, that was just an improv from him, you know? Yeah. Stick around. Stick around. Yeah. Knock, that, knock. Was that all right? Yeah. Was that all right? Stick around. It was close. So, it was okay. <laughs> I like the honesty. I like the honesty. Stick yeah, around. No, I'm not Me gonna... criticizing an actor. Okay. <laughs> please, please criticize my voices. I might have told you guys, like, the way that I learn a voice is, like, I just go into a cave that's all I hear, mm. and I don't stop talking in it. It's not out of pretension. It's just like if I stop talking in it, I'll completely lose it. Yeah, I mean, Boaz uh, keeps giving me compliments for my uh, impressions, so you know, I'll <laughs> keep a good uh, standing. When, who the hell? When did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got me confused with the wrong Boaz. Well, I, I, I always hear good, positive comments in my head anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because you're closing your ears. All right. <laughs> yeah, trying to hear what you want to hear. So I guess where I found, where I first discovered Predator is when I was quite young. My dad didn't really care what I watched when I was quite small, between like 10 and 13. Oh, wow. Um, nice. You know, we were doing a lot of when we were kids and my friends we had a lot of like sleepover parties for birthdays yeah so one of my friends um like every birthday he would put on uh the die hard films so the first one was die hard and you know uh die hard 2 and uh, die hard with vengeance and i was like what can i do what can i pick (laughs) dad what would be awesome to rival these action movies uh and my dad, being a horror fan, was like, um, how about Alien? And I was like, Ooh. hmm, that looks really scary. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I invited a load of friends over. Bearing in mind, I'm like 11, you know, <laughs> so I'm very excited. Um, so, you know, you know, a lot of my friends come over. So I say, oh, come on, guys, we're all going to watch Alien tonight. How awesome will this be? And uh, a lot of my friends were like, um, no thanks. So they all went upstairs <laughs> to my room. Apart from one, I had one friend who stuck with me to watch Alien. <laughs> Everyone else just went into my bedroom, and I had like a nice TV set with VHS player in the set, which was quite nice. Very oh, novel yeah. these days. Um, and they watched The Emperor's New Groove instead. But, <laughs> but yeah, I had one friend. And then, uh, yeah, so that was like part of my, you know, first experiences of. of horror was watching alien and then the next time was like uh predator um and again yeah that was just a great experience of of this type of monster film that kind of is a bit like your typical slasher movie um but it's you know it's definitely in a very similar structure in that way of of horror slashers but What's great about Predator for me is that you've got all these great hulking guys that can literally take out anyone on this earth. But throughout the film, like, they are becoming scared, uh, you know, even more scared as the film goes along. And it's just so fascinating and scary at times at that age, just seeing these great, these hulking guys, 
looking shit scared <laughs> as, as, as the end approaches and they all get taken out one by one you know so that's why i kind of love it and mm. you know there's lots of great suspense building in this film and and you know it's just kind of a shame that i feel like in modern action everything is just thrown at you you know and with predator this this the one that always comes into my head where you've got great suspense sequences you know like the last scene you know where there uh where arnold is um basically lost all hope he's just on the crawling up the beach the predator splashes down into the pond he's crawling up absolutely desperate you know this is arnold schwarzenegger you know the big <laughs> one of the biggest 80s movie stars ever on his knees <laughs> and he's lost all hope and like he thinks he's gonna die in this moment you know but obviously he gets lucky basically he gets absolutely lucky um yeah. and then from then on it's pretty much a silent film for five ten minutes and then you have this amazing roar of <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> and you get the, a great um gear up scene as well and again it's just all very visual storytelling and yes yeah, it's, it's it's great just the suspense stuff and i feel like you know, certainly in a lot of the sequels that kind of goes out the window a little bit it's you know visual effects visual effects but um mm. yeah apart from prey i don't know if you guys have seen prey on yep. disney yeah. plus that's a great one where they kind of go back to basics mm. like this film you know it's it's a very simple film where you've got a guys guys on a mission film they get tricked and they're being hunted one by one very similar in prey whereas i feel like in a lot of the predator sequels and kind of the alien franchise as well kind of falls into that this trap of okay how do we make you know alien and uh predator different but they're kind of like missing the point i think because um you know with with your horror uh sequels your slasher sequels you know, it's a very simple concept is, you know, a load of characters slowly being killed off, but, you know, they're, they're all kind of teenagers. So you're always kind of looking for that kill in the film, you know, finding out, well, how are they going to die? But with the sequels to these, uh, you know, alien monstery type films, it's all about like, okay, we've got a monster here. How can we do a sequel um, where we can ex expand the, the, the lore or the world of this alien where it's kind of misses the point of why alien and predator was really good because the story structure was so simple you know making these really intelligent characters so uh vulnerable because of this incredibly dangerous alien um mm. because it kind of falls down a bit with like predator 2 you get lots of different predators and it yes it's it, it again that one's kind of very excessive and predators is fine and then you have the dreadful alien versus predator films <laughs> where again you it's all about like the backstory of all this um whereas like with aliens where J james cameron kind of got it dead right with that movie is where you know yes they expand on the the alien backstory but all they do is just introduce a queen uh the alien queen that's it it's a very easy backstory for the for the alien to for the audience to get hold of and it's basically mm. the same kind of thing really it, you know a load of characters you know get knocked off as you go along um so that's why i kind of love this film so much is because 
um you know it's it's very simple and just so satisfying to watch and just got a lot of rewatch value uh for me and why it's a comfort film <laughs> well, I have to say, I want to start at the beginning of this with you, because the friend that stuck around to watch Alien, <laughs> I hope you were still friends with this person. Oh, yeah, we are still friends with them Excellent. to this day. <laughs> Good, because I have to say, I enjoy The Emperor's New Groove, but I, <laughs> I uh, you know, I, I kind of like wish I was at your party, because I would have <laughs> gone upstairs to The Emperor's New Groove <laughs> And just giving them a piece of my mind. You know? I would have been like, this is like one of the best films <laughs> ever made. Emperor's New Groove is wonderful. Mm. It, it's very warm. It's fine. You know, it's enjoyable. But even at 11, you definitely would have done that. Yeah. I mean, because, <laughs> you know, Predator for me was something that I ended up seeing on, on television. So we had pay-per-view. Mm. And there was this major glitch that I've told people about a gajillion times on this show, but I'll tell you guys, I don't think I've told you. So here's the deal. In my neighborhood growing up, when you would call and order pay-per-view, our cable was run by our town. And for whatever reason, when the movie finished that you were watching, the pay-per-view never shut off. So this means that okay. you just had pay-per-view free. So movies would just rerun over and over like a month at a time. So I watched Predator that many times because, you know, it's an R-rated movie. It's Schwarzenegger, mm. who is absolutely the best of the 80s action people. Mm. There's no one that even came close ever for me. Like, I, I enjoyed different films, but the Schwarzenegger films, you knew they always had, like, a real quality to them. You know, you never mm -hmm. would come in and go, oh, you know, that was kind of cheap. That was kind of boring. You know, there wasn't enough action. Oh, that was slow. No, you would be like, okay, this guy is just like a living bicep. And he tells, you know, these great jokes throughout. He's hilarious. You know, he's just this unstoppable force of nature. And with Predator, what I loved about it, and, you know, it's just like all my friends, you know, and their dads, all of us. It's just like, yeah, there's these absolutely massive guys in the in the jungle with these ridiculously large guns that they just shoot at will. Like my favorite part of the Predator film is that siege on the enemy camp at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just absolutely insane. It like, you know, it calls back to like Commando, another favorite of mine from Schwarzenegger, because they just destroy everything. But it's yeah. not just like they destroy it. The, the best part of that siege is when, you know, Dylan, Carl Weathers just sprays bullets into these two guys in a helicopter and then that's not mm. good enough that we yeah. just like emptied a clip then schwarzenegger just needs to like launch like a you know a fucking rocket <laughs> helicopter yeah. and then it gonna goes. make sure they're dead well it's <laughs> on enough man <laughs> it's i mean it's beautiful i think it's to kill their souls like <laughs> body soul yeah. Just obliterate them. It's not yeah, enough. Nothing you left. know, if there's a visible mm. body part yeah. left, then they haven't That's done right. their job. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Don't I do love that scene <laughs> a lot because it's so. It is. I mean, you could say it's very excessive. Oh know, yeah. Ob yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is kind of some 
but it's really well done though i i feel like from john yeah, McTiernan. And... sure it's a great action scene. yeah very it's... slick and you don't yes there's a lot but you don't feel like you're terribly lost in the action it's it... yeah it's just very well done it, it just kind of reminds me a lot of not in the same explosive way but just the opening of um die hard when uh he you know the when the terrorists uh take over the nakatomi plaza um it's just very slick and um you know i think john mctierman is just very good at just getting through those action scenes really in a really great uh fast pace you know yeah even um, though it's for like these a, type of characters even though it's like a cacophony of gore it is pretty distinct <laughs> what's going on um, yeah. And that's what I like about it is it's it reaches like cartoonish levels, in my mm. opinion. It's almost like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, just <laughs> <laughs> like cartoonish, cartoonish levels of just murder, um, <laughs> which of course yeah. we hear later. You know, we don't do that type of work. I mean, really? <laughs> like, I had a lot of questions yeah. coming out there. Like, yeah, yeah, we clearly love human these. Life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that definitely doesn't add up too much when he says before they go out, like, uh, we're a rescue team, we're not assassins. Um, you know, Kill them all! Like, like, Kill them all! <laughs> really? The lab detector test determined that. Was yeah. Um, Surely yeah. some of them hostages, if they were alive, would have got singed, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, clearly that's why, you know, Jesse Ventura has, like, a mini gun that he's shooting, yeah. because... You know they're very strategic and surgical. With <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think uh, one of my favorite ones is where um, was well, there's two really good bits in that scene for me. One at the start of it where Arnie like just lifts that uh, like van off of yeah. the oh yeah, yeah. just lifts yeah, the yeah. van up and they're like what's he doing? It's like he's being the Hulk. That's what he's doing. He just like lifts <laughs> it up and pushes it down the hill and straps a bomb to it and blows up the building. <laughs> Like it's so, it's so, yeah, it's so crazy. And another like bit, that, is... another bit I quite like is, uh, I think it's just a really funny line. I think it's one of my favorite lines where yeah. um, one of the guys gets shot, and they're like, uh, "Oh, dude, you're bleeding," and he's like, I "Ain't got time to bleed." Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Jesse Ventura's Blaine again. Yeah. I, I think he's the most cartoony of all. Oh, that's yeah. probably why they had crazy. to take him down early. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's one line he said at the beginning, which I don't remember ever, you know, <laughs> but I think that's a line I'm going to have to quote where uh, he's offering, uh, what the hell is he offering? Like a swig of something to people? It's and they're like, like no. Chew. It's chewing tobacco. It's oh, chewing. Yeah, yeah, chewing tobacco. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you bunch of pussies, this will make you into a sexual Tyrannosaurus or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I want to call people a sexual Tyrannosaurus. Like, that is an incredible I wouldn't, compliment. dude. I wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not recommended. I mean, Not what does that one. mean, though? That you're, <laughs> yeah. you don't use your, you don't yeah, use your yeah. arms because they're too small. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah too I'll, small. I mean, uh, you, you can't see out, movement. Out after this, so, you know. <laughs> It influenced it, sure. Yeah. There actually are. Uh, I've seen books about uh, women falling in love with dinosaurs. So, oh wow! Apparently, there are some oh, people God. to whom a sexual tyrannosaurus would appeal greatly. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, Blaine is in the right crowd. <laughs> the the funny thing with Blaine to me is that he is so over the top, like oh, yeah. toxic masculine, and. <laughs> Yet everybody else just kind of is like eye rolling at him. Oh yeah, yeah. and then, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and then his relationship with Mac is so strange. 
um, because Blaine gets blown away fairly early. I think he's what the mm. second guy to go, maybe. Yeah. Second guy, third guy. Um, and you know, Mac is like super devastated. Yeah. And then yeah. goes, you know, a little bit nuts. Completely nuts. Yeah. yeah. Completely mm. nuts. That's yeah. When we watched it this time, like I always remembered, you know, it was like it was his friend, and it was hard, and like I get it, you know. But this time, I I felt like. Yeah, like they were lovers or yeah, something. Yeah, I felt yeah. like for real. I think that might be like some sort of secret subtext, maybe. I, I um, look up right with you. I mean, it's, it's just like there's so much. I mean, honestly, in terms of movies, this is just like these guys might as well just have their erect cocks out of their pants <laughs> and be smacking each other. You know, like this is just so like we got to get bigger. Mm. we got to get stronger. You know, there was a lot of one-upsmanship. Oh, yeah, even mm. in real life. Though. Right. I mean, we watched yeah. a few interviews and things, and, um, you know, <laughs> I guess Ventura and Schwarzenegger <laughs> kind of had, like, yeah. multiple things where they were kind of trying to one-up each other. Yeah. I Ventura, think the wardrobe department, told him his, his arms were one inch bigger than Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and he was thrilled. <laughs> And then he like brought it up, and Schwarzenegger's like, "Yeah, I told them to tell you that." And then let's, <laughs> and they they measured again and bet, and Schwarzenegger's arms were two inches bigger. Yes, so he won. That's and then uh, Carl Weathers was talking about how they would all get up early to go to the gym to try to yeah. be there before each other, and you know, just show how hardcore badass they were. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous and yeah, Carl Weathers didn't want to let anybody know he was working out you know that yeah. was a big thing he said you know I would go into the gym and I'd see some guys pushing some iron <laughs> in the corner and I'd ask them some questions about what they're doing he goes then I would leave and go get a coffee and then I'd come back and if they were gone he goes then I would just start working out hard <laughs> he's like I don't, like, don't want to give away anything he's like you know just don't give away anything yeah he wanted to he wanted people to think that was just his natural I'm all you know right. body yeah. type like I just I'm, just, I'm blessed like with godlike genetics yeah. Yeah. I don't need the gym yeah. <laughs> when he has his shirt off Carl Weathers holy shit yeah. holy mm. shit when they're pulling down good. a fucking tree yeah I, I mean, mean who puts <laughs> down a tree with their friends? <laughs> Clearly, Arnold Schwarzenegger does. I mean, in Commando, yeah. he's like carrying like an entire like log <laughs> around, yeah. like yes. a, yeah. the entire tree. He's just carrying. Mm. But that, you know, I, I, one part of this film is just this kind of um, destruction of their kind of masculine masculinity in mm. this film as the film goes. Because, as you said. Uh, Georgia, like Jesse Ventura is like the second guy to die, like the biggest macho guy other than Schwarzenegger to get killed. I mean, yes, like when he does die, it's probably a relief because otherwise it would, the, the rest of the film would be completely irritating with all the <laughs> one-liners he would come up with throughout the film if he's there at the end. I'm like, my God, yeah. please kill him now, Arnie, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Predator, here you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but when like Arnie... At the end, um, best the the predator. Uh, he doesn't really do it with with his strength. It's just with his wit and his skill. Yeah. And yes, he needs strength to build the bow and to pull the log up that actually kills him. But um, he's not, you know, uh, in a massive fist fight with the predator. The predator is kicking his ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know when he takes the mask off. Um, yeah, that fist fight so... isn't much of a fist fight. Yeah. He's just like throwing him across the jungle. Like... 
Well, that was very yeah. effective that they chose this Kevin Peter Hall because he's like seven mm. foot two. So he kind of just towers over everyone. Like, even if you're tall, you're not seven two. So, mm. like, I thought that was really workable. And then they also have like the huge, monstrously large head, um, yeah. which right. just makes mm. everything else look really tiny in comparison. Mm. Oh, and he's a dancer. That's what I found was very interesting. Yeah is that like he had this real grace to him when he moved mm -hmm. and then he had the suit on which they said was so hot and and so terrible and when we watched you know one of the documentaries they made a real point to say that he did not complain when he wore it and mm -hmm. i i mean this is crazy but you guys know you know who was the predator first right yeah john claude oh john claude van damme <laughs> yes yeah, i've heard that yeah it was that... also hmm. shorter than everyone, so <laughs> yeah. that would be like... kind of awkward. The predator, yeah, he's like, only like shit. five nine. So <laughs> yeah. he's shorter. I picked than... the wrong planet. I mean, they did. <laughs> they had a different costume at the time, and that costume, the head of the alien, yeah. would have been like above his head, so he wouldn't have looked that short. But mm. we did see mm. that costume, and it was really yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it looks weird. Looks weird. Yeah. But that first time, though, when he comes out of the water, uh, out of the pond or whatever, and is approaching Arnie, I mean, he has such presence uh, yeah. when he comes out. Well, the first time I saw that, I was like, wow, this is a great design. Um, just, you know, not too much, uh, you know, going outside of, like, you know, the, the human um, aspects that we have. Um, you know, the dreadlocks really look really cool, the, 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 the face mask. Oh, yeah. You know, and the technology is really, really interesting um, because there are weaknesses there. You see weaknesses in the film when he when he when he's coming out of it. It's glitchy. The camouflage is glitchy. So, you know, there are weaknesses there. Yes, he does bleed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's it just great presence of that that first sh proper like crane shot coming through the trees hmm. to see him for the first time is so so great and i just love the confidence as well from john mcteam and to really literally wait until that moment like a good hour or something to get a full body shot of the predator yes you have a few glimpses when he's repairing himself and and even like 34 minutes in like you see the uh the pov uh thermal oh, yeah. imaging where he pick he just picks up the the uh the scorpion with his uh, with his hand that's like the first bit of predator you see of of um of the predator <laughs> yeah. and that's like 30 35 minutes into the movie i mean that's mm. pretty confident stuff from yeah. from john mcdermott I, I thought it's really awesome like the first scenes with the predator like he's not particularly involved and it's all pov just him watching them go through the jungle in like, and you're looking through his screen, so you're seeing how this uh, strange, um, you know, form of life, how it sees the world, and you know, uh, yeah, just kind of its view of things. And it's, I think that's quite interesting. It's a quite interesting way to go. Um, mm. And I like how, as well, it's it's going through, it's collecting information, like replaying recordings yeah. for it to use yes. and stuff. I mean, that's really clever. Um, so you can tell ooh, right ooh, on the ooh, off. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Billy's ridiculous laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was funny because it was kind of like 
Terminator from to be seeing from his point of view. Oh, um, good job. You yeah. know, with Terminator, you see him like you know analyzing the environment and everything. Yeah. Yep. And also, we found like that there is a similarity with the opening to the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, because mm-hmm. you have like this alien <laughs> spaceship kind of flies up, yeah, you know, to Earth, and again we have like a predatory alien. Um, we were interested because the writers were talking about, you know, just aliens. I think maybe inspired by the Alien movie about like what they could write, and they thought about aliens hunting as like big game hunters so if like Mm. this this alien came to earth and it was trying to hunt you know the most deadly animal then that would be humans but it would be like these highly trained humans who were a real challenge and so i thought that was pretty cool that whole concept was just a smart Mm. idea yeah no the concept was pretty pretty clever it's well, and it carries over into aliens because what do we have? We have space marines going mm-hmm. against That's the right. alien, and then you know what's getting them. It's I feel like all the movies that we like kind of swim around in the same pool, and we don't do. even <laughs> we don't even notice yeah. it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Because the the predator idea, I mean this this was funny. We read it was like somebody was like, oh, you know, what if uh, Rocky fought ET, you know? And that was kind of. <laughs> you know the idea you know what i mean and it's just like wow okay and then yeah. you have the two brothers that wrote this what was it thomas right jim and john thomas i yeah. believe so the thomas brothers they write this script and they just slide it under someone's door at fox they just kind of you know they don't they don't have any representation nothing and then somebody gets it and then you know the wheels just turn and everything goes into motion that and, would never happen now. There's too much security. No, I mean, I, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to just be like, "Oops, drops." I met. You a guy need an actual predator to, to actually <laughs> give you a script like that. Yeah, cloaking device required. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, here's this is good. So the Duffer Brothers did Stranger Things, right? Yeah. And so Jim Hopper is David Harbor, right? The guy in the chopper is Jim Hopper. The dead. Oh guy. yeah, the dead yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Duffer brothers, they they love Predator. Well, and the character Shane Black plays is named Hawkins, which is the name of the town in Stranger Things also. They must really love Arnie as well, because, uh, what was it, at the end, um, Hopper uses Conan's sword, like in the last season. Oh, Oh, wow. We haven't even watched the last (laughs) season, so... All right, spoilers. Uh, It's okay, it's okay. You tell me Conan's sword, I'm all in. I won't won't tell you the context. (laughs) But it could be brushed, like, you know, yeah. flossing his teeth. Context is weird, but then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you're in great. for a treat. You're in for a treat. So, who does everyone have as a favorite character in Predator? I would say Bill Duke, uh, at, who plays uh, Mac, for me. It's just a really interesting concept because he has a really interesting relationship with Carl Weathers' character, Dylan. He's always, you know, uh, always there when he makes a mistake. Um, there's that great line when they, you know, uh, got this perimeter and they've like spread five meters apart, and he slips down the the hill, and he says, and he's just right there, and he says um, something like, "If you give away, if you give away our position again, I'll bleed you right here," <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and, real quiet. You know, and he's kind of just. Uh, 
you know, on top of his case all the time because he Dylan is the outsider. He, he's they always work alone, you know. But then when he sees the alien, uh, when he sees the the glowing eyes, as you said, uh, John, he goes mad. He goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, he so you've got you've gone from this very, um, you know, macho, not the most macho, but the one of the most intimidating characters for Dylan, yeah. um, to one of just the craziest ones and just unhinged ones. There's that great scene when like they're all waiting for the predator to spring the trap that they've set for him. And he's just like shaving his cheek and he just accidentally, well, (laughs) bleeds himself and snaps the shaver. Um, Just a great performance there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He's really quite intimidating to start with. And it is kind of interesting to see like the, uh, you know, the the scariest character in so much as they invoke fear be the most scared like through the film like that does kind of show you like yeah this is quite serious and uh and obviously one of the biggest guys dying first it just sets up the predator very well as like you know he's a serious serious threat um did you ever see uh martin this this guy did a a music video uh like a musical <laughs> he turned the Predator into a music uh, musical. Yeah, have you seen that? Aware, yes. Yeah, that was funny as hell. It's oh, really wow. great, and um, the song that he sings is like, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." He's like, "If it bleeds, we could kill it." Sort of sounds like um, what? Uh, it sort of sounds like uh, oh, what is it? Uh, uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast. You know, yeah. where they they go after the beast and it's like kill the beast. Sort of similar to that, and it's brilliant and. Uh, every I always laugh at the um, the shaving bit because he starts singing <laughs> on that bit where he's shaving and he goes, "Stop shaving, you don't have a beard." Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it always gets me. I always remember that. I was actually saying something about that with the shaving with no beard. I mean, that guy's like the most hairless person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he's you like an I mean? egg. He is an yeah. egg. He's smooth. He's so smooth. But he like just keeps going. I mean, I can't imagine that it feels good on the skin to just be constantly, constantly doing that. But, I mean, maybe that is why he's the most hairless person. <laughs> he just never stopped shaving. <laughs> it's funny because he is, like, super intimidating. And with him, it's not necessarily from, you know, his physical imposing characteristics. Mm. I mean, he's not, like, a tiny dude or something. He's a big guy, but... You know, it's not like he's out here flashing his pipes and stuff the whole time <laughs> like no, these other no. guys. But his comes more from, you know, mental intimidation. Like, you feel yeah. like he would just take somebody out. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's like when Without he just kind hesitation. of stares daggers at people, like especially Dylan. Yeah. Like, I like that where he's just staring at him and he's like, Dylan, come here. And you're like, what are you going to do, crazy eyes? And then he's like, turn around. And then I, you know, it's like you're going to stab him in the back, but it's like a scorpion. It's like, yeah, yeah, how unnerving is that to travel with that guy? I I mean, that part got me, too. I mean, I always was like, what's happening? You know, why is he (laughs) over? You know, it's like, and then like, yeah, Dylan's just ready to blast him. You know, Dylan has just got an itchy trigger finger. But but here's this. I want to mention this with the razor because I never knew this. Um, So with the razor where the blood comes up there's actually like a tube of blood in the uh the handle of that bic Mm -hmm. and so when he pushes down it shoots out and then it snaps 
Yeah, and they didn't they didn't know they were going to do that until they were actually in the jungle filming it. Um, (laughs) And they had to figure it out. The makeup guy and the uh, prop guy kind of on the fly had to work together to figure that out. Um, And it was pretty smart. It was. Uh, Yeah, it it was crazy. I mean, but Bill Duke, I mean, he also worked with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando. He's one of the Mm -hmm. baddies in that, too. Mm. Um, And yeah, he's he's a very tough dude he is a very tough yeah Uh, when he's like out of breath and like you know kind of losing it and really just shocked that um blaine has died and he says (laughs) like running up the hill uh i'm gonna have some fun i'm gonna have some fun (laughs) i'm gonna kill you you know that's just a great bit and like one of my favorite bits as well in the movie which involves mac is when um they think i think it's after uh Hawkins dies um and like they see the predator run off and and uh Bill Duke takes the minigun and then starts spraying bullets everywhere and then everyone joins in and just starts spraying spraying bullets all over the place destroying the jungle yeah <laughs> you know and they hit absolutely nothing and mm-hmm. You know, Bill Duke is just still. Uh, after all of all of his ammo is just gone, he's still holding down the trigger, <laughs> and then Arnold just looks at him like, uh, "Are you gonna stop now? What are you doing?" <laughs> um, out of bullets. But I just really like that because that scene came about from um, producer pressure to John McTiernan. I, I sent you an interview that Empire Magazine did on yes, John McTiernan. Yes. Really great interview, and they were saying basically that. They wanted more gun action. They wanted more action. And John McTiernan was like, well, no, there's plenty already. We just did like a massive action scene earlier in the movie. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're like, okay, all right, I'll give you more gun action. And, then, you know, and it's that scene of like, <laughs> yeah, you've got more guns, but they ain't hitting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very much, this film is very much just a destruction of of masculinity and and testosterone you know throughout yeah. this film i think know. um what was it the way that some very memorable moments to me like gore wise uh one the first time you see all the skinned victims of like the oh. previous team yeah, like, that's yeah. pretty nasty you know i've forgotten how nasty that was that was really nasty it's very shocking uh, yeah, yeah. It sort of comes out of nowhere and yeah, and all the guts next to it as well. That's pretty horrible. Well, the viscera and stuff, it's very red against mm. the green of the jungle, mm. too. Yeah. I think that's part of how mm. shocking it yeah. can be. Yeah. And we just watched it in 4K for the first time, and everything is like a little too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, that looks Well, because yeah. that it used to be true. a blur. Yeah. It used to be a blur, right? Mm. Like on your VHS. I was like, what yeah. the hell was that? Oh, oh the dead guys. <laughs> And then just over the years, I see, I see more and more, yeah. you well, know, of it. I find that a lot of times the better resolution kind of subtracts from mm-hmm. like special makeup effects sometimes because you can really like see, you know, see the joins. See, yeah, uh, you can see behind the curtain, I guess. But in this, I didn't really have that experience. No, no. I just was super grossed out. Like those yeah. got to be real guts from something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, think, uh, I don't know. That moment. The butcher. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they shoot everything in the jungle, yeah, I could definitely see what you mean, where it's a breakdown of masculinity, because it's just like, yeah, he has nothing left, right? And how many times mm. have we seen in literature 
that a penis is a gun, right? And then if we don't have any ammunition, we have no more semen. So we're just, you know, just sucking. And that's that's what we see right there. And, yeah. you know, it's like, and that's also, this is a super rare moment in the film because I was trying to pay attention to it. And if I'm wrong, correct me. I think that is the only part in the film where we actually see the guys change magazines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's a moment when they a few of them run out and they all change while Bill Duke is still going, you know, to keep up, kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) thank you. Yeah, it's just just a circle jerk. It's kind of hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like, and it's just like they did nothing. I mean, that is so good that it's just like after all that, you just. But I mean, I think the one guy that is having the most fun in that scene is the special effects guy, which is with. I just can imagine this like explosive board right in front of him and just him just pressing load of buttons setting all the explosions off in the jungle like ding bing bing pressing all the buttons yay bang 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 that makes me think of uh tropic thunder have you guys seen tropic oh yeah yeah where uh danny mcbride plays like the the explosions guy and just yeah lights basically the entire world on fire yeah no we saw we some of the behind the scenes stuff we saw them like setting these fires for like oh you my know, god the where they destroy the enemy base and <laughs> it is just guys walking around pouring gasoline on everything yeah. <laughs> as is the way just like, wow. okay. in the 80s but that scene is actually i think where it's a it's where mac really does go over the edge because i think after yeah. that is when he's you know, doing the speech and then doing the gonna have me some fun, just repetitive, <laughs> which is actually from Long Call Sally, which was the song in the helicopter. So uh, that's the line from uh, the song. Yes. Um, and he's just kind of repeating it like a like, you know, he's lost his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, kind of the way he gets killed is kind of uh it's surprising to me because it is so quiet. Like, you know, he's just mm. sneaking around and you know, the predator finds yeah. them and, and puts the little, you know, triangle laser on him and, and shoots him. Yeah. And he looks yeah, at, looks at yeah. it before he dies. But, you know, I, after all the gun spraying <laughs> madness mm. in the jungle, uh, he gets killed alone, you know, in a very mm. silent, almost kind of way. Yeah. That was also a really great shot. Like, you know, just like bang and the camera's just behind his skull yeah and his head just yeah his head kind of like yeah it's kind of explodes it's it's kind of the first moment in the film where you're like oh mac has got him you know he's got the predator he's got him in his sights and because he's kind of like the stealthy guy i i would say you know because we've seen him previously um get the drop on dylan um you know making that mistake when he was falling down the ridge uh, so you're like, oh, okay. He he's got him in his sight, so he's you know he's crawling down, and but the predator, I I guess, is just like, oh, you think you see me? Okay, all right, I can see you. I've been watching you all this time. <laughs> I'm just chilling here watching you be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, know. when uh, Carl Weathers' death, where his arm gets blown off and the gun yeah. is still going off, just yeah, that is. The one death where it is a bit funny to, be yeah. to me, where it's just like he gets his arm blown off and the gun is still going. That that is just funny to me. It uh, is funny. That is cartoony, big time. Yeah. Um, but I think they had to make it like over the top for Carl Weathers because the Dylan character is just so over the top anyway. Like 
just from the introduction, and then he's like super mm. frenemies with Dutch. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and then everybody kind of doesn't like him because they, you know, they feel like they've done the work, and he's just tagging along, pencil pusher, mm. you know, which is hilarious to think of him as a pencil pusher. Very <laughs> <laughs> big pencils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> size pencils. He's just <laughs> you must have gone to the pencil museum in um, what's that film? That Ben Wheatley film, uh, Sightseers. There's a giant pencil in there, so maybe he's got one them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, weighted pencils. <laughs> oh man! You know, I think mm. that my favorite character, I'd say, would probably be. It would be Billy. It definitely would be Billy in this. Yeah, he's great. Because I think that he has just such a quiet presence, and he doesn't really do anything that he doesn't need to do. And he does seem to be, you know, in tune with nature and his surroundings. And when he's out there, there's actually a scene where he literally sees the predator. He's standing there, and he's looking, Mm. and he can tell he's there. Mm. And then, like, Schwarzenegger comes... And then he freaks out for a second and he's like, oh, it's just Schwarzenegger. And he's like, yeah, you know, I think there's Mm. something out there. Now, what I thought was interesting this go around was if Schwarzenegger hadn't bothered him, if Billy was able to just stay there, I think it's possible that Billy could have just killed the Predator. Billy could have just raised his gun and killed him, Mm. you know? And I also have to say, Billy is the most badass guy for the way he goes out. Mm, he just yeah. throws away everything, takes out that enormous knife. That's just like enormous. Enormous. It's, and it's then he... like a small sword. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just cuts his yeah. chest, and yeah, he's so just ready badass. to go. He's, yeah. I mean, he's a great, great actor. I mean... I always remember him from 48 Hours. He was so badass in that, too. And they Mm. needed to have a bodyguard for him for Sonny Landham on set. And this is so good. Not to protect Sonny Landham from, uh, you know, people that were going to come to him. No, to protect Sonny Landham from hurting others. (laughs) That's why they needed the bodyguard. Yeah, the insurance company for Predator required them to have this bodyguard (laughs) to protect other Mm. people from Sonny Landham because apparently he would just, uh, he had a really bad temper or something. I don't know. They thought he was going to go rogue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's my favorite character too. Um, Mm. And it is because he, I I just feel like he um, is more perceptive you know, yeah. than other people because mm. he is paying attention and, and seeing what's going on. And it's interesting to me that they have his death be like off screen mm. um, because it is so awesome that he just like strips everything away and it's just like, all right, it's just you and me mm. and my small sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always well, actually been been kind of disappointed because i i always did see him as the most mm. badass character and that uh and that i was always waiting for like a, an actual fight to be filmed and mm. he dies off screen i'm like oh that's so gutting but i i you know it's probably better gonna be better in my head whatever i think of than whatever mm. they can produce but well, um, i kind of well, thought he can't... might come back i kind of oh. since we didn't see it i kind of the first time i watched it or whatever which was i was not that young but i was probably a teenager 
I thought, well, since he, it was off screen, maybe, you know, he's not really dead and, you know, he's going to come mm. back and like, you know. Well, you see his body though later, don't you? Yeah. And he rips no. his spine out. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a shame to kill him off. But again, it, it does, uh, all of this stuff just helps to bolster the reputation of the Predator. It's like all the mm. most badass characters and all the most switched on characters and what have you. They're all just dying. Yeah, and getting yeah their head and their spine ripped out in one piece. Mm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Fatality. I like the the stroking of the skull. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. really proud yeah. of its work. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually this really one lo- here, this one over here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this one over here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just feng shui the living room with skulls. <laughs> That's what I quite like about the Predator. He's for me, he's like the most macho, most arrogant character in this movie. Because he's spending most of this film just watching them. Just, Mm. like, picking and choosing who's the strongest guy, who's the guy I want to face off against, and, you know, take my mask off and just, like, right, let's go at it. You know, and he he picks Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end, which obviously is a great choice. Well, because I I like the final fight, because, you know, um, uh, Arnie is is invisible to the Predator, so it's kind of a 180 of, you know, uh, basically the rest of the film. And uh, he's setting up traps. He's being clever, methodical, you know, and uh, tactical and stuff. And uh, the uh, predator, like, avoids all these traps. It kind of wins the day. And it grabs him, you know, and his stuff has been washed off. Mm -hmm. He lands. It grabs him. And you're thinking, oh, this is it for Arnie. And I I love, like, the payoff of, you know, the fact that he's always looking at the skulls and, you know, he's collecting the skulls. And you see it from his point of view, and it's just like like looking at his head, just like this is a damn Jesus, this yeah. is amazing, <laughs> and like and just puts this him would down look amazing on my top chair. Yeah, it's like I can't I can't say I've just just killed this like the others. Like this needs to be in yeah. mint condition. I'm going to take everything yeah. off. We we'll do this properly. We we'll do this right. And um, yeah. yeah, I just I just really like that bit where it's. Uh, you know, it's kind yeah. of the predator's uh, pride in his kill and his, his sort of arrogance, and just like well, yeah. mm, this is this is a pretty this is a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I, I would I would be honoured to take this personally. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this: This is one when Georgia and I watched it. I was like, wow, okay. So the predator, he shoots Dylan's arm; it blows off. You know, it, it just blows right off. You know, we see you know our uh, our guy Mac. He gets his head blown out. The Predator shoots Arnold in the arm, and it's just kind of mm. a little burn. What's that about? Uh, for me, I did think about this as well when I was watching this. I think he's made a decision that I want to kill Arnold la- uh, last. I want to kill okay. Dutch last. Uh, so I'm going to... So he's turning down you know, the blaster thing and just disarming him, just stunning him. Just so marking he's him for later. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, kill the guy he's trying to help. Yeah. Don't want that guy. What's the point in fighting this dude when he's already injured? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I, I think, I think that's a good him. workaround, like, uh, logically. <laughs> I don't think it's given in the film, but that's a, that's a good in yeah. universe explanation. Works in my head. <laughs> oh, you know, alternatively, you can say Arnie is a robot under that. So, you know. <laughs> He's invincible. This is just a, a secret Terminator it's movie. A secret <laughs> Terminator one point five. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that would be so? That would be so amazing if, like, the Predator, like, just he didn't decide to like go one on one with him, and he just tears him, and there's a metal exoskeleton, 
the people oh. in the audience would have lost their goddamn mind. You know, I would have. Yeah, that would have been, been amazing. Well, I mean, and we do have a James Cameron connection in that um, Stan Winston, when he was designing mm. the Predator, was on a plane with James Cameron right next to him, and was designing the the face. And James Cameron actually suggested the mandibles. Oh, okay, um, that's pretty. And he cool. went with it, so yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, well, I got another cool. connection. Catch this. So this is weird, <laughs> but again, huge Schwarzenegger guy. So Commando, which came out, I don't know, maybe '85, I think. Um, there's this bit where Schwarzenegger keeps saying to people, "I'm going to kill you last." And if that's what the Predator is doing, that's kind Mm. of amazing. It could be like the Predator is a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. (laughs) I love this guy's movies. I'm going to kill him last. Could you sign my autograph first before I take his skull? You can't sign his skull when he's dead. (laughs) The Predator is always looking for... Well, he's always looking for the biggest challenge, right? Yeah. it's pretty clear that Dutch is the leader because yeah. he's always ordering mm. the other people around. So I like the idea that that it kind of marked yeah. him, you know, so yeah. that it could be last. Because I guess if you're hunting and you can't kill something right off, if you mark it, you can like follow the blood trail. Mm. So get it. Maybe later. that's it. It's yeah. maybe. I mean, I'd mm. like to do like if we could, we could as a team analyze the opening of this film because i think there's a lot here oh yeah Uh, we were so we so (laughs) we'll watch something for enjoyment a million times but then when we go to watch it for the show we start like immediately asking all these questions i wouldn't otherwise ask (laughs) but it's like so they land in this helicopter Mm -hmm. schwarzenegger gets out with this giant cigar oh yeah (laughs) and then they get in a jeep and ride to another place that has helicopters (laughs) (laughs) and we're like the first thing is we thought they had only driven like two feet it looks like they (laughs) drive like 10 feet down the beach yeah but no we're like okay no they came down from the other helicopter but but why didn't they just land at this helicopter landing pad like what (laughs) i I mean did they they needed the jeep ride i I don't don't know know. (laughs) and then this the thing that i've really enjoyed is it's okay so it's like yeah the helicopter lands you know, and of course, I'll just say, just so we're saying, at the very beginning, we have the spaceship thing where the Predator oh, yeah, comes yeah. out. Mm, but when we right. get to, you know, our guys, our team, you know, the helicopter lands, we see everybody getting off of the helicopter. And then Schwarzenegger's just like this fucking asshole sitting in the back of the helicopter with his feet up. And then when they've landed, Schwarzenegger thinks it's a fantastic time just to light up a cigar. And it's just like, why didn't he do it outside of the helicopter? Like, what if the helicopter pilots don't dig cigar smoke? So then he gets out, he gets in this in this Jeep, they drive 10 feet, they get out, the general is there, right? We, we go inside, and we're like, all right. And then, you know, we're all in, because what do we want? We want that introduction of Dylan, yeah. you know, and that, mm-hmm. that arm match, which <laughs> yeah. is just yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this great line, which I feel like, you know, you son of a bitch, <laughs> for me, will always be the best moment. Because <laughs> my father, you know, would do an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was not good. <laughs> But it had a lot of passion, and I I really enjoyed it. So for years, whenever anything would go wrong, he would always go in this just really flat voice, 
you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have the best line for me in that scene when, you know, Dutch goes to Dylan. What's this fucking tie business? (laughs) (laughs) And then we go over to get the plan. This is so good. We go over to get the plan of what's going on. And there is a general there, right? So you would think Mm -hmm. the general would give you the plan. So Dutch is talking to the general. And then it's just like Dylan just tells the general just to shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, and he's like, I'm going to tell him the plan. So it's like, why? Why are they so mean to this general? Like, what did he do? Because he's way too old to not be retired, I think. And I think because he he doesn't go to the gym. He's not a gym head. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't understand the iron. Where are your biceps, man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got bigger biceps, so I outrank you, you know? That's how it works. And oil. (laughs) He hasn't pushed enough pencils to be part of the club. He he uses regular number two pencils, not like number five. He doesn't have a pencil museum around his place. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I think my favorite line in that scene was just like, when when you first see Dylan, I think it's his first line where he says, some damn fool accused you of being the best. <laughs> no, and then he turns, and there's that great panning shot of uh, Arnold's reaction to seeing him. You know, it's yeah. so funny yeah. because he seems like really happy to see him. Then he's like, you know, strong arming him, and then it's like, what is the relationship between these two people? Mm, like, I know, I can't quite pin it down. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, because when he says Dylan. I think, oh, they're friends. And then it's you son of a bitch. And then they do like, it's like an arm wrestling thing. Oh, yeah. And it just gets really awkward. Like, it's be- really yeah. Because it's just like, you know, you shake hands. I don't know if you guys ever had this. But I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's like some, some power play. I, I've like, yeah. you know, I'll shake people's hands. And have you ever had like somebody that like literally is trying to crush your hand and roll the <laughs> oh, bones yeah. in your hand? Mm. Not a joke, by the way. Have Jeez. you ever had this? Mm. Yeah, sometimes. I'm just like, um, thank you. Can I have my hand back? <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Thank you. I've got a pretty strong hand, so I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Like, I probably didn't. <laughs> You're the guy doing it, man. I'm the one yeah. doing it, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'd still rather have that than the dead fish handshake. Oh. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, um, but I think one of, my, one of my favorite aspects of that opening, I do love... Arnold's yeah it's a bit ridiculous but Arnold's introduction is so cool though just like all the guys with their very questionable outfits coming out of the helicopter <laughs> Bill, Duke you know, Bill Duke just has a suit I think he just wears that normally anyway like he arrives on set in a suit I think um so that's just his normal attire in the jungle um but you know and then yeah you know he lights up the massive cigarette and you know there's a pause a while before he comes out but my favorite part about that opening is alan silvestri the composer the music is amazing yeah john always has you to know, do so good. some really poor like mouth work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so good though it gets you so hyped for the start of this film and just really does a lot of the donkey work in making arnold look really cool in my opinion um yeah so good alan silvestri in this film with the music mm. well it has a military feel you know it, mm. it's like you know you Very have rhythmical. that yeah and you have that immediacy so you feel like mm. oh okay here we go 
You know, it, it really yeah. gives you that feeling of like the of, of a video game, you know, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what kills the Predator? I was just thinking about this. When you were talking about it at the very end, you know, the Predator gets, you know, killed by this tree. Well, pretty much. And then he blows himself yeah. up. But it, it's like nature is what kills the Predator. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a pretty interesting look at it. That is interesting because he kind of blends into it. I mean, he's mm. using, you know... Yeah. The chameleon tactics. Yeah. Like yeah, woman does the whole speech about being a chameleon. And like, like he u- he uses them. he uses the trees as well. Like mm-hmm. he's in the trees and uh and he even bleeds green, so you can't really see it when it uh lands on the foliage and stuff. You can just about Um But yeah, I think that's kinda interesting that uh he's killed by nature. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's it's only when they put down their, their weapons and they actually rely on you know mother earth mm. well because you assume throughout the film that you know these are big strong guys they'll out muscle the predator somehow collectively but no he's he's taking them out one by one and let's be honest at any time like the predator could kill all of them at the same time if he wanted to <laughs> you know he really could um so you know arnold's you know has to use his wits with nature you know he has to use his brains not his brawn um to outwit this guy and and you know that's why the kind of the end is really great because there's a few close calls you know he sets the trap the predator is coming down the the little valley and about to kick the uh tripwire thing to stab him but he you know he notices the the spikes um you know which again adds to the predator's intelligence and just great lines from Arnold, you know, kill me, do it now, kill me. <laughs> you know, he, he's desperate in that moment. Yeah. He is really desperate. Yes, he has the plan, but it's not working. Again, you know, very quick intuition from him seeing the massive log. So, um, yeah, it just all comes together very quickly. I love, I must say that I love the moment when <laughs> just at the beginning of that night, uh, final scene, that night fight, when... Arnold is, you know, does the raw, sets off the the bonfire thing with the bow and arrow. He swings to the tree and he's hugging the tree. And then the the predator comes. So he's looking where he thinks the predator is going to arrive. And the predator (laughs) ends up behind him, him, right behind him. And I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's eyes like, oh, shit. (laughs) He's behind me. (laughs) I got to move now. And that very stealthy swing to the other tree and just like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just holds <laughs> completely still. <laughs> yeah, this is really good acting from Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I don't think, you know, we, we would think about him as, like, a, one of our great actors or something. But, yeah. you know, I think he does a really good job with I this type of thing. Like, he's, you know, I, you really buy him as the leader at the beginning. It People listen to him. And it's like, he knows what he's doing, but he's also, you know, kind of having fun with it. And he's supposed to have some sort of um, undefined integrity about what he will and will not do. Right. Um, mm. But then, you know, later on, we do see him afraid. I mean, he's very yeah, he's scared good at the movie. fear part, mm. you know. And then, you know, the what happens is that he kind of pulls himself up and is like, look, if I'm going to survive this, I have to, you know, mm. use everything I can have mm. and i really buy that like i, I buy yeah, definitely you know him not giving up that he is gonna just fight with everything he has and and you know 
do that while he is very afraid mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think he does a great job. Well, yeah. He gets the absolute shit kicked out of him, you know, yeah. as you mentioned, you know, and it's just like, and it's, it's painful because there's like this whimper, you know, in the sound, like, Ugh! and you're like, oh my God, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what is this thing? I mean, hmm. ah, yeah, it, it's, it really does, it really does, uh, change it because you know the horror films at that time i mean what what was what we always saw there was always it was the final girl yeah, every like single time teen that was, girl is yeah. like always the the last person left in the slasher movie like jamie lee curtis yeah and it's just like so now it's like you have arnold schwarzenegger and you know and everyone's like okay you know but this thing just makes it like he's a rag doll Arnold Schwarzenegger is the final girl. (laughs) That would have been a great tagline. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger is the final girl. Predator. Yeah, people would have known that was. That would be funny. Yeah, I love it. I love um, it. You know, all that build-up is great. Where he's, you know, slowly taking off the 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 gun on his shoulder and the mask is so brilliant. Uh, you see the great design. You are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one disappointing thing is the actual fight itself. Um, it's, you know, I think with the effects, it's all very red, the red vision of the Predator. It does uh, obscure what's going on a little bit. It's fairly basic stuff, but yes, you get the sense the Predator is kind of toying with him still, hmm. you know, kind of goading Arnold on. He's like, come on, hit me! I don't know what this Predator sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? It's a bit obscure sometimes, and a bit basic, that fight, but um, that's my only criticism. But I do quite like the effects in this film anyway. I don't think they're too dated, because... I would say, like, if, I, eyes, if I'm being, like, completely yeah. honest, I think... Most of the uh, most of the film is like practical, so I think most of it doesn't yeah. seem dated at all. Um, and even when you're talking about like the lasers and the bullets and the guns and everything, I think that's fine. Um, the bit where I'm like, ah, it does seem a bit dated, and it's quite consistent is the camouflage. It's when he's moving around. Oh, like, I don't oh, mind that. That does look a bit, you know, back in the day sort of thing. I still um, quite like that because. The thing is, with this film, this is alien technology. Yeah. I know I'm thinking about this very deeply, but this is a <laughs> podcast, so let's go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's an alien technology, so how the hell should we know that it should look a certain way oh, to yeah, the Predator? Yeah. It's like, no, that's just the Predator's view, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, how, you know, we shouldn't know any different, uh, being well, humans. It, it still wasn't CGI at that time. That The way they did mm. that was like a practical kind of camera layering thing that they did yeah. where you know they had the the predator in the shot in this red like head to toe red suit and then yeah. they would mm. do a second and third and fourth shot with like the camera um at a different like mm. distance or a different zoom rate or something and then they would chroma key out the red wow. and then that left kind of this weird like whatever we're going to call that yeah. <laughs> of where the yeah. predator should be like shimmering so of air it was pretty mm. smart the oh, way they pretty, did it at the time because like nowadays they definitely would just have you know cgi people yeah, going in so. and doing computer generated yeah oh, well so that's really I, interesting I, think, interested in that, yeah, I thought it was so. cgi so that, that's pretty good that's pretty awesome that they found a 
an in-camera way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Get this. I think it still looks great, to be honest. I think it really does look brilliant. Um, and for me, it does kind of feel realistic as well that, you know, when you're looking at, an, you know, invisible camouflage, it's not always going to be perfect um, kind of thing. Yeah. There, it, it's just kind of a blur. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, st- I'm still going to sort of you know stick, I mean, with, as you see it, stick you with know. my opinion. I think it looks a little dated. Um, obviously, I've what seen the camouflage? The camouflage. Stuff, I mean, I've I mean. just I've seen invisible camouflage uh, better, but later. And obviously, yeah. you know, this is like one of the first to do it, so I have to commend that. It doesn't look awful, but I'm just saying I've seen it much better, so you know, mm. it does look dated. Probably even from newer um, Predator movies, which are inferior in film but better in camouflage Very technology. Inferior. Yeah, they <laughs> technology. probably are using CGI yeah. somehow. Yeah. I haven't looked into that deeply, but that would be my guess. Yeah. Well, so get this. What you were talking about the Predator taking off his gun and his mask. Okay. Mm. So the Predator is from another planet, and I kind of feel like, you know, he's watching everyone, and he's listening yeah. to audio recordings. I feel like he's learning about us and the planet. And after, you know, the Predator has that fight with Billy, where Billy does a similar thing of stripping away everything. Mm, and yeah. I feel like, is this yeah. a callback, I think you're right. you know, to this Billy mm. fight to show Schwarzenegger, okay, you know, I, I had a good fight with this guy, you know, and that's what you're looking to do. Hmm. So, mm. you know, let's let's yeah. do it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think that kind of could like... definitely be a callback because he... He is constantly learning, uh, showing his intelligence, and it would be great if he's like calling back to earlier things. It's like, yeah, I fought a guy, and he did this weird thing where he took all, all of his clothes, and then came out. <laughs> like, all right, it's oh, like, this is this must like, be a human thing. thing this must be what you you know <laughs> you brave guys do. So I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna show you. This is what we're gonna do in the final showdown. Yeah. I'm asking you for a final <laughs> showdown. So I'll get prepped yeah. for that. <laughs> I, li- I like also that bit where um they're looking for the predator um like dylan and uh oh was it duke and uh and you can't see D- you know they're both searching for him and you're from like uh dylan's point of view you know following him and then suddenly like duke's gone and you hear like uh you know little bits of duke's voice like over here over there and I just thought it was the Predator. I completely forgot about that scene, you know. It's like, turn around over here. I thought it was the Predator. I was like, I don't remember him dying this early in the film. And like, you know, <laughs> like Duke and the Predator is mimicking his voice. But then it's like, you know, it's kind of a cop out because like it is actually Duke talking. And he's like, I, I quite like that scene because that kind of threw me for a bit. I was like, hey, yeah. the voice mimicking. Again, look at this. Terminator, Terminator 2. Yeah. yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. T-1000 can mimic the voice. Yeah. Oh, so well, can, so can, so can Arnie, right? yeah. Because yeah. they, they both do it to to each other. The robots talk down the phone. That was an incredible <laughs> yeah. scene. I love that. <laughs> of like, um, where, uh, sorry, you're like tangent off, but Terminator 2 is just incredible. I fucking love Terminator 2. Well, where... Yeah, we did a, <laughs> that was the first movie we did in our sequel series yeah, i think it's one of the um, earliest ones we did as well yeah because it's just one. such a That's it's good. such a good movie yeah i would love to How's do it yeah. yeah 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 that was it has wolfie, yeah. Has wolfie. <laughs> yeah i like that because she was uh, he was like uh she's being really nice all of a sudden he goes what's the name <laughs> of your dog <laughs> i can't remember what he says the name of the dog is but it's not wolfie but he's like messing no. around mm-hmm. And it's like, like max or yeah something, it's like, like something max. very standard like, dog uh, name yeah wolfie's um What's wrong with Wolfie? Wolfie's fine, honey. It's like, your parents are dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Quite a waste of milk, though, I must say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Man. Mm. Well, you know, John McTiernan, as a director, you know, so he has this first film, Nomads, okay, which is kind of a lower-budget film, and that's what got Schwarzenegger's, you know, attention, and that's why he wanted to get him involved mm. in this. And then, you know, so McTiernan does Predator. Then he goes, and then he does Die Hard, and then he goes oh, yeah. and he does the hunt for Red October. So just like mm. right in a row. Yeah, he's right killing in a it. Row. Such a great. That's great. He's very good at the suspense thing. And he's also, mm. you know, I think he's good at taking these kind of stories that could go very wrong and handling them in a very uh, adept kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I do think that, like, this could have just been like a, you know, pornography of violence and toxic masculinity <laughs> but instead yeah. it's kind of undercutting it at the same time that it's doing it yeah and that takes a certain kind of person to kind of juggle that and i think he mm. did successfully yeah. do that well and i said, feel like john mctiernan takes his characters through hell as well he f- takes them through a massive journey through a lot of his films you know <laughs> die hard he has a white shirt it's like black at the end you know <laughs> Yeah. Just as as a visual uh, comparison there, but for diehards, but you know, at the end of this film in 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 Predator, uh, Dutch is he's exhausted. He is just destroyed emotionally and physically. He's got dirt and blood all over him. He is just barely alive. Yeah, and I yeah. just love it in films where it's really earned for our heroes that they really have to go through a lot yeah. uh, to achieve their goal at the end of the movie you know Hmm. um i feel like i don't see enough of that in cinema these days where they just don't go through the ringer enough yeah you know you're allowed to hurt your heroes people (laughs) they they look a a bit too clean at the end yeah 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 Yeah. well i mean he's gone through all this and been beaten up and and smacked around and shot and all this stuff but then at the end like the predator kind of does like that it looks like a like a mini nuke or something yeah. the way yeah. the mushroom yeah. cloud goes up you know and he he even manages to get away from that yeah. but he's all mm. sooty and covered in you know dust and, yeah. and ash. I, I like how they introduce that explosion because it goes off from arnie's point of view where he's running and then straight to the helicopter and their like equipment is going going nuts i think that's a really great way to cut it uh to what the helicopter's doing just have that it affects the helicopter oh okay they're they're like right on top of him uh, i thought that was uh that was a pretty good edit that's mm. a pretty great well and one of the i think one of the helicopter pilots in that scene is actually kevin peter hall who played the predator so oh, okay. yeah, that's cool. they gave him this part so you could actually see his face yeah That'd be funny. Dutch fit him in a helicopter. Yeah, Dutch comes on the plane and then he's like, you know, takes off his human man. Oh my god! You know, and why is the general on the helicopter at the end? Like, why did he take that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what he does. (laughs) I don't think he knows what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grandpa, time for lunch. You know, I don't know. I'm leading this damn mission. (laughs) <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. Did you and also, me? where's your local gym, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I that maybe that was it. Yeah, they weren't like, going to pick Dutch. Come on, dude! I just jumped gym. across 
a gorge surviving a nuclear bomb. (laughs) Come on, and you're asking me where the local gym is? What the hell? Well, you also have, like, that waterfall uh, slide. You know what I mean? Where he comes Mm. down off that mud slide, and then it cuts to, unfortunately, which is some pretty terrible film footage of the the stunt person, Dar Robinson, Mm. like, falling. Yeah. And it's this terrifying stunt. Um, it's a long fall yeah Um, but i I guess the the second unit was given like film stock that was a different grade than Mm. their main what they were using so that one shot is pretty terrible Mm. but i mean you still can see it you can still see like and that is uh i don't know that's crazy to me i'm scared of heights oh yeah (laughs) yeah i think i would have loved i would have loved um just the the pov all the way down it only does oh, it par- yeah. it does it partially yeah. and then it cuts to you know where he lands just that fall looked in- insane i would have loved to just see a pov all the way down to the water like that mm. would have been that would have been terrifying yeah, i would love great. that yeah. I'm not sure the stuntman would appreciate a camera strapped to him <laughs> 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 like oh what <laughs> oh no that's I, mean... I do like the fact that he falls twice down the <laughs> you know down the waterfalls um yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger takes a lot in this film. <laughs> sure does. I mean, we saw just like some footage that they didn't use of him like fleeing mm. from the Predator and just like throwing himself around, you know, the jungle and throwing himself down these ravines. And you're like, holy shit. You know, he, he really goes hard. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I was going to say, so the, the characters are really being put through, the, you know, the ringer. I think the actors were in this as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the they actually did uh. shoot in a kind of a jungle-ish area in Puerto yeah. Vallarta, and it was like leeches in the water, bugs, <laughs> like mm. all kinds of, you know, uh. just Which is what you want for stuff. this type of movie, you know. If you can go to a jungle to make this type of film, go to a jungle, you know. Yeah. You know, do the work, do your research, and and find areas where you can shoot real jungle. And I feel like these days we do we are over reliant on, you know, green screen backgrounds and things. Which you know, when it is done well, it's it's great. But certainly, you want that mm. um, interaction for the actors to really work off, yeah. and you can see it in this movie for sure. Yeah. But it, you know, um, it's also just sweating constantly. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like it's sweating. It looks uncomfortable. It looks horrible. You know, um, yeah. And you can tell. You can tell. Well, they also had problems. This is, you know, they actually got sick. So the hotel that they were staying at, they actually got a note from their hotel saying, you know, don't drink the water. There's been some kind of like problem, you know, where there's like a, a pipe that's burst or something's coming in. But they got this message seven days after uh, this had actually happened. So in that time, they had been bathing in it. They had been drinking it. So, uh, you know, a lot of them were extremely, extremely sick. (laughs) Well, there was a a very funny interview, and Shane Black is talking about that. Mm. And he's just saying that, you know, it's really funny because you'll be watching the movie and you see this guy, like, being all stiff upper lip and tough. And it's because as soon as they yell cut, he needs to go shit his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the documentary or interview editor would was like cutting in like images from the movie that in that context become much funnier <laughs> when you 
obviously mm-hmm. Sonny Landham kind of like. <laughs> yeah. uh, I ain't got time face. to bleed, but I got plenty of time to shit. <laughs> well, Schwarzenegger said that for him, what happened is there was some scene where he was like running from the predator, and while he was running, like he had this diarrhea attack. So it just oh, started God. happening. So he like yeah. you know went. Predator is running the, the other way. <laughs> yeah, he went one half. What's that? It's just like no. so he's running and then he's got this diarrhea and he just like just runs like kind of the side of the road and just pulls down his <laughs> hands and he said there were people like Jesus. just kind of coming by and he's like they got a pretty awful show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe they should have thought of that as a defense. Yeah. You know, I wanna shitting. He doesn't attack you pants. Stop holding it. I in want words. a defensive perimeter. I want a defensive <laughs> perimeter of everyone going for a shit. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we we see him. There's this vomit just coming out of nowhere in the jungle. I think I think he's camouflaged. Take him down. Uh, end of oh, movie. God. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we cracked the code. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, you know, that's the next. Se- <laughs> the next predator. The the next <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> yeah, Arnold comes, goes to wardrobe, and um, uh, brown pants <laughs> for continuity purposes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, here's another one we got. This is this is so wild. Okay, so Stan Winston goes into his hotel room, and there are all these bullfrogs in his shower. And oh, he's gosh. fully convinced that it was Arnold Schwarzenegger who put these bullfrogs here. <laughs> so Stan Winston is like, okay, I want you to, you know, get me into Schwarzenegger's room. And people are like, uh, I don't What's know. What's his team? Too. So yeah, he, he got it. He's he gets his team together. He's like Schwarzenegger <laughs> pulled this trick on me, so we're gonna get into his hotel room <laughs> and put these frogs back in his bed. Oh my gosh! So and Maria Shriver and and Schwarzenegger, I think had just gotten married or they're about to get married at the time, and she was there. Well, yeah, he managed to get into the room and put the frogs in there. Yeah, the foot <laughs> of their bed, um, and oh so he gosh. put it there. And so like the next day came. And Schwarzenegger and Stan Winston were like, you know, in the van or the Jeep, whatever, going to the set. And neither of them said anything to the other about it. (laughs) Now, where this gets very good is that years later, uh, Stan Winston finds out that it was not Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) that put the bullfrogs in his shower, but actually his own team. Oh, bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And his own guys, who he was like, "We're good. We got to get Arnold back." They were like, uh, "I don't think you should do that." Uh, <laughs> and it was because they had actually done it. Oh the way he God. found out is that he was on like the Tonight Show or something, and he told the wow. story. And then Schwarzenegger was on the next night and was like, "I didn't do that." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Well, funny. Also, you know, we have two governors, uh, two U.S. <laughs> governors in this film. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, uh, Jesse Ventura became yeah. the governor of Minnesota for yeah. a while. Oh my God, <laughs> my stepbrother probably voted for him because he lived there. And then uh, Schwarzenegger was the governor of California, obviously. 
Sonny Landham actually ran for governor of Kentucky, but I guess he dropped out, so he didn't make it. Mm. But it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I guess he was never going to be governor of Alabama, uh, Jesse Ventura. Too many ticks, I guess. Oh, you got it in. You got nice. <laughs> nice one. Nice. Bit forced. Yeah, those sounds very folksy sayings in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, what was the broke dick dog? What was that? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I don't know if that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People talking about getting out of the jungle. They're like, we'd have to go this way. Well, I wouldn't waste mm. that on a broke dick dog. <laughs> yeah. Sonny Lanham's accent is very, like, Elvis-y. Uh, I enjoy he it. He sounds like Elvis. Uh, I, I <laughs> think those, those are the kind of, like... Like really old timey insults, which just leave you in confusion. Yeah, the same. <laughs> Arnie should be like, "Is that a good thing? A bad thing? What on earth are you talking about?" <laughs> that was really what I was thinking. I was like, uh, uh, "Okay, I guess we won't go that way, or we, or maybe we will go." That way. <laughs> Did you notice the really quick Sven Oli Thorson cameo? as uh one of the enemies at the camp he actually executes a hostage oh. really quick yeah mm. he shows up in most of his movies yeah he's like a good friend of schwarzenegger yeah and oh, was okay. in conan the barbarian and running man pretty much everything mm. yeah <laughs> yeah everything with him you always feel like you can you could probably find him somewhere they know each other from bodybuilding or something Sure, that makes sense. Though. Yeah, that, that's kind of yeah, cool to get you know your friends involved in your films. You're like, yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah, why not? Right, a quick do it. Well, if it's know? just like a no speaking part yeah. and like just a shot, why not? You know, yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. Well, Hitchcock was in a lot of his own films, wasn't he? Oh yeah, cameoing. So that's what... what's great about this movie as well. It's just so quotable. There's so many quotes. <laughs> yes. <you> can do. <laughs> Yeah, what's everybody's favorite? I'm sure we've already said it, but what's what's a favorite line? Oh man, um, you know, the fucking tie business. <laughs> yeah, what's his fucking tie business? Uh, ain't yeah. got time to bleed. That's a good one. Yeah, um, that's mine. I think. Do you remember like those really cheesy jokes that guy was telling? Oh, Hawkins' oh, cheesy oh, jokes. Christ. Yeah, he did, okay. That Imagine. wasn't in the script. That was Shane Black <laughs> really? talking with one of the producers and drinking a lot of tequila. <laughs> that's how those jokes came about. We we learned that. Yeah, because they yeah. were trying. To, well, they were trying to come up with ways for each of these guys to be kind of more distinctive, <laughs> because it would be really easy when you have like this ensemble cast. Yeah. To kind of yeah. have one of them does pussy jokes. You're like, okay, the yeah. pussy <laughs> jokes. <now. They're> like, <laughs> oh, gonna, that's the one. We're going to give you one. big glasses, and then you can tell these horrendous <laughs> pussy jokes. Mm. I like the fact that like Billy doesn't laugh at the first uh, one. I thought the first like, one was the funniest like one. Really... It was the funniest <laughs> joke. Why yeah. did he laugh at the second yeah. one? The second one is not funny. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that there's a big joke. Yeah. Maybe it's well, a like sympathy laugh. A He's like, laugh. for the love of God, if I laugh, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. He just explains the joke after he tells it too. Yeah. Like so you know, because it's an echo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. That's a big pussy. That's a big pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon the, well, the was... predator heard that? And that's it. He's not copying a laugh. That's his little laugh. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. really. that He's just going to go home and tell that one to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Predator records video. Like, do you think he just sent that back to his friends? Yeah, that would be know? funny. Yeah, he like, on the Predator, Predator home yeah. planet, they're all just here in the jungle. There's like some. Oh, it's gone viral on Predator planet. Predagram. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be great. I actually love like some of Billy's lines to like his really ominous lines yeah, where he says um there's something out there waiting for us and it's no man yeah that was good we're all gonna die yeah. <laughs> you know it just really wraps up the tension of just like oh these guys are in trouble if like you one of the ba- most badass guys is like saying we're all gonna die when he can track anything mm. you know and he's not supposed to be scared of any man and he actually says i'm scared you know yeah. so, i like that he exchange. has some great you're scared lines. of no man he's like something there. That ain't no man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing that I dig about this, and this is kind of, again, surprising in an 80s film, is we have the hostage Anna. Anna actually Mm. has a part, you know? And Anna, like, gives us the background on the Predator, how he comes out this way, how they're used to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Very smart character. And she's the one who notices the blood. Yes. And tells them about it. And she doesn't let on that she speaks english at the beginning because she's really smart and she's trying to get away and the more you can like limit the information you know the better it is for you Mm. and um yeah great character and i i was Mm. just really happy you know that we got that because in a lot of these films that just really wasn't the case you know i mean and that's what we kind of see and pray is that we end up having the female protagonist yeah fighting the predator and it's pretty awesome great mm-hmm. but i mean she's like yeah she's helping him move the gear she's helping him get set up with the traps you know it's yeah, yeah. well they tell you know schwarzenegger kind of was like she's dead weight you know that's your baggage to dylan that's your baggage hmm. we're not going to yeah. help you if you fall behind but yeah, she's she less m- less baggagey than dylan absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and i do love that moment when uh dutch realizes that they're all out of their depth and like they're all could potentially they all could potentially die and like she uh knives off the cuffs that she's got and just like no they're after all of us <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so you know um yeah grab a weapon or whatever and just help us <laughs> yeah give us all the information you can you're not baggage anymore you, yeah we're all in this together mm. um so i do like that moment as well well uh, there's a deleted yeah. scene that we saw where she actually has a, a chameleon. Yeah, like oh. she picks up an actual chameleon. I oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, ah. So I don't know if that's where, if it was before she did, you know, she talked about it and that made her think about it. I don't know. I, I mm. just kind of felt like it was, they probably cut it because it was too on the nose because the predator yeah, is, is a literal sense. chameleon. But it was interesting just to see that, oh, okay, you know, we had even, we had even more with her. Hmm. What's it like to you guys seeing like, you know, this movie where everyone has like eight billion guns. Like, <laughs> you know, for us, it's like you know, we we know people that. Well, especially get... for me. Cause, oh yeah. I mean, I come. I, that's what I was thinking too. I was really kind of interested in you, your perspective on this because I find this to be a, like very like very red, white, and blue American <laughs> kind of movie. 
Um, and I come from the South and everybody has guns and there's a huge like hunting culture. And I was thinking when you were talking about people decorating their house with, with, you know, animal heads, (laughs) I've seen many homes, you know, with the mounted deer heads and skulls and all this crap all over the place. (laughs) I had to actually, um, I had a mandatory hunter's education class in sixth grade where I had to go learn to shoot guns and get like a a hunter's education card which is hilarious because mm. i am not interested in that in the least <laughs> but no. i had to go um and you know i kind of dislike guns intensely except in a movie mm. like this where it's kind of like fun and cartoony but yeah. what was that like when you're not american and you don't have this crazy gun culture mm, well yeah i i mean <clears throat> i don't I think I would put it like this. Um, like, I'm not really a boxing fan or like a martial arts fan, so I don't like particularly like violence in real life. Like, boxing for entertainment makes no sense to me, where people are trying to hit each other in the head for real. Whereas in movies, you know, um, you know, I know it's not real. You know, then no one's getting hurt for real. So, you, as you say, Georgia, it's cartoony. There's definitely cartoony elements here. Um, and I, again, I think. I don't think this film glorifies violence too much because, yes, you have that opening scene where it is a very cartoony. But after that, as we've kind of talked about a lot, it's it's um you know then they're being hunted <laughs> and them having all these guns means nothing because you know the predator could just is just avoiding them all the time and the, all the gun them having a load of guns is pretty useless for them. Mm. Um, that's why I guess my kind of appeal of the film is, is that in, in that sense. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I think, uh, in the UK, um, <clears throat> it's not that there's, there's like no gun ownership. It's just, it's like rare. It's really, really rare. So, uh, not a man, many people, I think, uh, I've been around like pellet guns. So, you know, that, uh, like air, air softing pellet things, uh, and like they can take down a rabbit. So, uh, I went once, uh, rabbit hunting. Uh, I didn't catch a rabbit. Um, I'm pretty useless. I'm really loud. Um, I'm not very <laughs> subtle. Hey, there's a rabbit. Yeah, I, I was doing that. <laughs> it was like it's over there, and it's gone. It's not there anymore. You know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I've never been around class? like hunters or anything like that. Um, yeah. So uh, I think in in the UK we just kind of we treat this stuff as as fantasy. I mean, it is fantasy. This this film yeah. is fantasy, but. Um, Whenever I hear stuff in America with, uh, or if I watch a documentary where you guys can buy guns, to me that still blows my mind because it does some sounds like something and in a movie. That's how everybody treats it here. That just sounds like movie stuff. You know, we think your Americans are making this this gun stuff up just for the films, but no, you can literally go over there and buy a gun. To me, that's yeah. that's pretty crazy, and it's like it does feel like a fantasy. But I think that's because it's mm. very different from English culture. And we have a lot of American culture via our films, and so we treat that like yeah. you know this 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 just a, it's just a movie. It's just you know ridiculous. Yeah, surely no other country you could just get a gun wherever, or there's so many guns. Um, so yeah, it is a bit mm. different. Um, I'm I'm sure you'd have I'd have a different story if I lived in like a, a really big city because I think there's still gun there is gun crime in like uh, Manchester mm. and London and stuff, but um, not in most of the country. It's like you know. Yeah, well, I was—I lived in the middle of nowhere. Like my town had like six hundred people, 
but like every single person had like a cabinet full of guns. Yeah, so like you know that would just rifles, be rifles, shotguns, <laughs> pistols. Yeah, that would just be they unbelievable. Had a pistol, like yeah. it's it's insane. Yeah. I mean, even I think in pistols this, are it's... pistols are flat out illegal here. Um, you can have like a rifle, um, you know, a hunting rifle. Um, I may have seen one of those in my life. I've seen. I've. Uh, I have a, a friend of my dad has a deactivated uh, World War Two Bren gun, so that's pretty cool. But you can't fire it. Like all of it's been, you know, uh, it's just more or- ornamental. Yeah, yeah that, that's it's... the that's the most like heavy hardware I've ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah, does it change your perspective when you watch this kind of film? Like when you know what you know, what what firing a gun actually feels like. Does that change your perspective when you watch this type of film, especially that opening action scene when it is it very excessive? It kind of does excessive. for me a little bit because, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, for example, the scene where they're just shooting up the jungle, the sound of that would be so unbelievably loud that mm. you really wouldn't be able to hear anything for a while mm. after that, I think. Um, especially yeah. when they're shooting like that minigun. I think uh, Jesse Ventura mentioned that minigun. He said it was like shooting a chainsaw (laughs) 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 because it's just like vibrating and it's so loud. Um, Mm. But yeah, it's loud and it's also hot and it stinks too. Like there's a smell um, Mm. that comes out, like that smoke that comes off the end of the gun stinks. It has like a weird Mm. metallic burning smell. I mean, there's something very visceral about seeing like this massive chain gun, Gatling gun, or however you want to call it on screen. You don't really see those guns on screen that much. I think Arnie uses it in Terminator 2, doesn't he? Mm. But he doesn't kill anyone uh, in that scene. Um but yeah, I feel like sometimes it's there's some really interesting decisions in like sound design with uh with gun effects. Um certainly with this film you, you can definitely feel it uh more than certainly a lot of modern cinema. But I feel like Michael Mann is is one that's really great with like sound design in in, in gun action in heat especially he uses yes. hmm. Um, you know the on-set sound effects of those M16s on the on those streets, yeah. uh, and there's nothing you know added. Whereas maybe there is some stuff added in this film. I don't know, but it still feels the guns in this film, Predator, do feel quite powerful still, though. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. You could argue it might be a tad problematic that earlier scenes. Um, but well, that's know, why there's action. It's bad. It's kind of it's that's why it's great when. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, John McTiernan is, it's quite clever in the fact that you know in that scene we've talked about a lot when he's just shooting up the jungle, they don't hit anything. Mm. Their guns are useless. So there is there is a counterbalance there. You've got your great traditional gun action, which is all great, um, and you've got the other side as well, where they're kind of useless as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that in one way might also be desensitizing to people um, who actually have access to guns that they probably shouldn't have. (laughs) Um, That, you know, you see all these movies where people are just promiscuously spraying bullets, like, all over the place, and there's no consequence to that. Whereas in real Mm. life, there definitely would be. Um, So I do think that there's a little bit of an issue there mm. um sometimes but it kind of just goes back to hyper availability of these types of guns and who you know 
who really needs them and just there's it's a very complicated question mm. here um you know we certainly have our opinions yeah. but yeah fair enough you know well it's interesting with like the political side of this film um in terms of like what the cia are kind of trying to do you know they they basically tricked uh dutch's team his rescue team in thinking that they were rescuing these um hostages yeah. hostages yeah but no it was just taking out these uh russian supported mm. uh guerrillas yeah. you know and taking secret documents of which we do not know what the hell they were involved yeah. in it's probably shady right. uh you know what they took yeah um so all of you know all of these men that were that were killed dutch's men that were killed was all because of dylan really is all his fault and the the cia so you've got kind of this very subtle well not subtle but you know there is a layer there of 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 american politics there it's not massively strong but it's there Mm. you know let me give like this is so pedestrian but what the hell okay so dylan you know what dylan rhymes with Killing villain. Oh, yes. Villain. <laughs> villain. Yeah, I mean, and God. that's you know because it's just like, yeah, villain is just really what describes Dylan because Dylan mm. is really, you know, and I noticed it this time. You know, I always thought about you know Predator is it's like you know getting the band back together and then Dylan tags along and yeah okay mm. you know whatever we're out here killing bad guys and you know tangling with aliens so it's all good. But when I, I looked at it this time, yes, I completely what you're saying, Martin. It's just like, holy shit. It, it's just like this is <laughs> this is such a horrible person. And then he mm-hmm. has that scene with Schwarzenegger, you know, and, and he actually, you know, he pins him up against the wall and the two of them have it out. And yeah. bold faced, Dylan just says to him. You know, the, you know, basically, this is how it is. You're expendable. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You're expendable. Mm-hmm. And it's this just the like, job yeah. And you're just like, what? You know, because mm-hmm. you did. Again, you, you thought at least they were friends once or there was a little bit of friendship, but a lot of, you know, one-upsmanship. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it's very, it's, it's, it's scary that you see, like, the the end of a friendship that that's really what i would Mm. call it you know it's just like hey okay good to see you you know and and we've all had experiences where we've run into people over the years and sometimes it's the same sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse but this is just like catastrophic and and you know how many lives go because of this Mm. it's really weird Mm. it's weird I mean, you know, is Dylan the predator? He's preying on, you know, these guys who are just kind of, you know, guns for hire. Well, at least, you know, at least the real alien predator is honest. Yeah. Right. You He's know? not yeah. around. Dylan is kind of not. So mm. No, that that is true. I mean, there there is an honesty in, in what the predator does. I mean, he is hiding, though. So then you could say it's you know it's not a, a fair fight well, in that sense it's part of the game though i mean he's right. playing game you know i don't I, y- yeah. you could argue that the other participants in the game didn't know they were playing right um, yeah. but it's the same thing when you talk about a hunter yeah you know hunter goes into the environment of an animal and and hunts the animal for mm. sport 
Mm-hmm. And that's what the Predator's doing. Hmm. Well, you know, I think if they offered mm-hmm. this as like an event, I bet there would be a lot of people that would be like, see if you can beat the Predator. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have signed up and they would have been on board with that. Yeah, you I know, so. I, I, you yeah. know, like a, you know, like, you know how like at the fair, you know, you have yeah. the, the mm-hmm. mallet and you try to yeah. show you're strong enough. go to a haunted house. I mean, that's yeah. like, that could be like the next predator spinoff movie oh well that would be pretty just, interesting you know, like it's they trap a predator and force him to like predator people yeah. turn him into an attraction yeah it's, it's interesting the the concept of the, the predator why it's kind of like quite simple the fact that you know he's just a hunter is he's doing this for sport yeah i i think that's a really great angle for a, a villain because you know so many monsters it's either like they're evil they're trying to take over the world or they're hungry um i think it's 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 kind of an untapped, you know, villain angle. You got this horrible monster. Is he? I don't even think he he eats any of this stuff. Like, so he's not even interested in the taste of human no. meat. And, he's just a trophy hunter yeah. with his spine attached to the skull. Yeah. I just think that's display. a. I think that's just a pretty good idea. And I think uh, if there are any like plot holes in the film where you're like, the predator could have killed them at this point, could have killed Arnie. It's like that's not the point. He's not trying to eat him. He's not trying to like kill him well he's trying to kill him but he wants the sport he wants a good hunt so you know yeah. it kind of um i think fills out any any kind of plot 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 holes you know where you're like oh yeah he just mm-hmm. let him go so you know i hadn't thought about it before but the people hanging upside down from the trees that's actually what they do when they kill a deer mm. um or oh. well, yeah they like hang it upside down from the tree they disembowel it and then it's just like kind of bleeding all the blood is coming out of it it's really disgusting my grandma's house was right next to these people who hunted so we'd periodically go to visit her and they'd have a deer carcass hanging up in the tree upside down just like bleeding it was really disgusting and i didn't actually connect it to this But that's like exactly what we're looking yeah. at at the beginning. Yeah, is that taking the, it's kind of hung up its trophies imagery. there. Yeah. What if he's a vegetarian? What if it's just a <laughs> yeah. predator that would be so a vegetarian? Yeah. Right? And then like let's just say he's hanging them, you know, and he's just sending the meat home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because to I someone I, else. Right. Like mm-hmm. I had an uncle, you know, he would like hunt and he would have the venison in the freezer. So maybe like the predator has, you know, a little setup and he just, just beams it back. Mm-hmm. Mm. I guess they must have like uh, some sort of solar system on their catalog where it's just vegetarian, you know, <laughs> beings, <laughs> plant-based beings. <laughs> you gotta go a long way though, yeah. dude. I think I think that would be a great thing in the lore. I think that needs to be part of the lore. I think that would be an incredible irony if the predator is a vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be great. Because you never see him eat. Definitely not a vegan. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. not no. a vegan. Pred- no. Predator versus Day of the Triffids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it's like a tie-in to the happening with the, you know, plants that kill everyone. <laughs> That'd be funny. I mean, that they've got to like the... hunt down the trees before they secrete their whatever. Oh, God. I like if the predator was just like taking down people that were having like barbecues, you know, like out grilling steaks. <laughs> those would be the ones. Highly offended by that. Yeah, it's like, you on, lazy man. bastard! <laughs> you didn't hunt that. You <laughs> 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 don't deserve that meat. Yeah, you don't have any skull polish. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> You're throwing the bones in the bin. I travel a long way to get this polish. Exactly. <laughs> when you buy the meat without the bone in it, he's like, "What is wrong?" With you? <laughs> 
Well, in Predator 2, you know, I mean, I'm jumping ahead here. So Predator 2, you know, at the very end, all these other Predators show up. And I mm. would have loved to have just seen more of them just kind of to show up, mm. you know? Because in Predator 2, it's like the Predator is dead and, you know, they take their Predator home. You know, it, it mm. kind of, like, reminds me of, like, Batman Returns when all the, <laughs> the penguins, penguins take <laughs> you know, the penguin away. You know, like, I, I would have, you know, I felt like we needed, like, a bit of, like, a, a send-off for a guy. Like, I know I know we blew up, but couldn't we have just cut to the ship just a tip of the hat? Well, or like a... I mean, they must come back, because the ship, like, kind of just shoots mm. the Predator out in, like, a little, I guess, pod or something. Yeah, yeah where's that pod? So I'm assuming they're going to come back and pick him up after the trip's over. Yeah. Like, this could be the Predator's vacation time. Oh, my God. He could yeah. be on PTO from work and just, like, going on this hunting trip yeah. with his little vacay. Yeah. And they came to get him and he got killed. What a drag mm. for vacation. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I'm going to put that in my head. Like, he's in some, he goes, he's in some, like, really terrible middle management office job. Predator <laughs> crime or whatever. And it's just like yeah. he's booked his vacation days. I'm going hunting this weekend, <laughs> you know. Sam, just like blow off some steam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah this I... is his holiday. He's not. It didn't go well. Yeah. If he just got like phone calls from his other friends who were on vacation on like a cruise or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. that would be great. Just them with like some frozen drinks. Yeah, man. It's like, in. why are you being so unsociable? You're hunting a huge planet all on your own. Come on, man. We're having a cruise. It's all good here. Plus, you shouldn't yeah. be hunting on your own. It's too dangerous. And he's like, ah, they're only humans. Yeah. What can they do? <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen our yeah. <laughs> Have you not done your research yeah. before we going onto this planet? Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. predator is scary as hell, you know. Like that, mm. and the weapons that he has, like that 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 claw that comes out. Yeah, that was good. The one I always mm. think about is when Schwarzenegger's head is like down yeah, on the log. That was brilliant, right? It's, and the claw like straight cord. between his neck. Oh, oh that's that was great. A great show. So good. How did Just he toying do that? with him? Yeah. Pretty awesome. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, I actually was happy that there was a good payoff when the Predator takes the helmet off because you just never know. Like sometimes these mm. monsters kind of look a little stupid. Yeah, where you're like, uh, <laughs> I, I think there's plenty of that where um, you like put the mask back on. You look much better with the yeah. mask. But and yeah. I do think the mask is really uh, effective yeah. and terrifying. Yeah. Um, but when he takes it off, it still works yeah. for me. I, yeah, so. I think he looks like better yeah. without it. You know, so I think that's a kind of rarity with mm. um, with creature design that you have. And I mean, it's not that the mask is bad. It's a, it's an awesome design for a head. It's iconic, but that it's equally, if not more, iconic when he takes it off. I mean, that's good design because yeah. yeah. you can always fuck that up where you're like, the mask looks cool. Mm. Take it off. Oh man, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like there's a great balance as well between like tech design and like natural uh, physical alien as well. Mm. You know, with like the tech on the the forearms and yeah, and you know just the helmet and the you know the shoulder cannon. Yeah. Um, so, a, you know, visually, it's a it's got a great silhouette as a as a 
as a monster, as a movie monster. Okay. I think the only thing I would say, though, with the design, when he's like prepare, uh, mending his leg and the, all those uh, tools come out, I'm like, did you go to a hospital <laughs> before you, uh, like a human <laughs> hospital <laughs> before you came? <laughs> it looked <Yeah>. very human-like. <laughs> I thought that too. I'm like, okay. So these tools were independently <laughs> invented and developed on different planets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get really picky about that sometimes, <laughs> but I know I'm overthinking things. I love the way that the Predator takes off the mask. Again, this goes back to, to Kevin Peter Hall, who's amazing. And he was also the Predator in Predator 2, by the way. But when he takes mm. off the mask, he does this wonderful move with those hands that they have all made up. He, like, spreads out his fingers. like I, I don't yeah. know. It just looks awesome. And yeah. the way he takes it off, that you can tell that it is just such a big moment. And then he takes it off, and then he, like, spreads out his arms, and he hunkers down, and they open up the mandibles, and he growls. Mm. It's just <laughs> such a good, like, opening move. It's almost like it's almost yeah. like wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get yeah. ready, you well, know, right and, from the beginning. And I think the mask was controlled by, like, levers or pulleys or something like that, so... It is actually, you know, it's not CGI again. It's manual yeah. movement, mm. which is awesome. Some sort of animatronic. Yeah, yeah. it does look. It does uh, look incredible. Like the face, the mandible, just how it moves. It's just like the stuff. the acting as well. And yeah, definitely. John, yeah, the acting, like where he spreads himself out, just as he yeah. roars, it just makes it look so cool. Well, just the pacing of the way the way he takes off the uh, the 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 tubes and when you, when the bit of smoke comes out, it's you know it all just adds to the to the tension of the building of the suspense of like, oh, what's what's he gonna look like <laughs> under the mask? <laughs> you know, so it's just I love the fact that it's all very drawn out, and a lot of this film is all quite drawn out anyway in the structure of it, as we've said. Like you don't see it, see him properly until right at the end. Which I love that. I love that, and you kind of get that with a lot of great alien monster films. Like, you know, you don't want to see it all the time. You know, it's just you're going to lose a lot of the uh, the drama. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, yeah, suspense is is a real art. You know, you can definitely just extenuate a scene like a, a you know. Just make it way more, more in 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 just simple acting moments Absolutely, like that. Yeah, as you're yeah, saying, just John. take your time, be a little dramatic, have a little flair, and um, yeah, and and the predator is on screen. I think for only like eight minutes of this pretty movie, yeah. so they do a lot with you know suggestion mm. rather than showing, and they also do a lot. I think Martin, you mentioned way earlier in this discussion, they do a lot with silence, mm. um, and especially like the last half of the movie. Um, when it's just, you know, Schwarzenegger against Predator, uh, and there's not any talking. There's just, yeah. like, you know, all this nonverbal action stuff, which is really difficult to keep interesting, but they really do mm. use it to build suspense in a smart way. Mm. Well, the structure of this, this I, I was just thinking this out. So we have this big action set piece, you know, that happens right around, you know, that half hour mark. This is actually uh, similar in structure to The Empire Strikes Back, right? Because we have the okay. Siege of Hoth at the beginning, so we have that huge battle. Then mm. everybody breaks off, and they have you know their individual stories. I mean, in this, again, we're in the one location. But it's like we have all this action at the beginning. 
so we're ready to go and then it's just kind of like it's parceled out hmm. until we get to that final epic battle yeah that's interesting that's yeah, really it is really like that and like vader again who is that that's a guy with a mask right hmm. and then they have a face yeah. off you know so it it's <laughs> uh it's good and just like you talked about martin with people going through the ringer I mean, Skywalker definitely goes through the yeah. ring. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Loses his act. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I don't know, I'm really enjoying talking, you know, some Predator here today. and I Yeah, this was good. This is really good. Well, and again, I, I'm going to point it out. I mentioned it to you guys, is that, you know, this is the first time we've had two guests on the show at the same time. Yes. Yes. And you are the first males we have ever had on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, congratulations. We are honored. <laughs> and we Thank picked you. exactly the right movie for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure did. I just, you know, did some steroids before the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did a quick set yeah. before we pump, came. Yeah, we just really yeah. pump in. Yeah. Lift yeah. a couple well, of vans. I went... <laughs> like, oh, <he's> <laughs> Well, I just went to my local. I just went to my local pencil museum. (laughs) 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 That joke is still gonna work. (laughs) So, well, thanks for joining us today, guys. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to talk about this movie with you, Um, and we definitely, I think, went to places that John and I never would have gone. (laughs) So we appreciate that. Um, so I'm sure everybody's enjoyed listening to you. Uh, can you let our listeners know where they can get more Martin and Boaz? Yeah, sure. So we are the Film vs. Film podcast. Um, we t- uh, have a look at like cinema releases, VOD releases, streaming, um, and we pick a subject from that film, like a director or an actor who's starring in that, and we ask a guest a guest to choose a film they like from that subject and then we choose one and we kind of battle it out in like directing screenplay and acting and we kind of do scores and see who wins which film is the best one um it's a lot of fun uh you guys have been amazing on our stephen king episode uh where the shining won out great great film that one of course um we have our latest one we did uh, and we do spoiler specials as well our, our latest one is on um the little marvel short uh werewolf by night we've done don't worry darling the batman uh nope as well so we talk spoilers about those movies you can find us on pretty much wherever you found this podcast um we're quite uh po- well we, you can find us on like podcast addict spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Come join us. Yeah, check yeah. them out for sure. Um, so many good episodes, and yeah, I love the you know the fact that you guys have guests kind of injects some interest because people <laughs> will come up with a really weird movie. I think sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. we really get some hate off. picks. As uh, well. I think we've only had one hate pick, to be honest. No, yeah, no. No, we've had two. Have we? Who was like, that? Oh Robin. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah, we've had two hate picks. It's fun format and and a really great show. So again, thank you so much for joining us. It's yeah. been awesome, and yeah. we can't wait to do it again, either on your show or on our show again sometime. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. cannot wait. Uh, and that's it. So this was Predator. Thanks everybody for joining us, and stay comfy. Stay comfy. Stay comfy. Stay comfy. Stay comfy. <laughs>